truth and preservation of our soul shine I can feel it yours and mine close your eyes and witness it inside in your bones you will know trust and let go Welcome to another episode of All Things in the Name of Love. Today, I have a beautiful soul who I just literally met about 30 seconds ago, but I already feel her energy and she's divine. Her name is Isabeau or Bo Maxwell. Um, she's the founder and practitioner and teacher of the SAGE method, and she's a psychic medium, and I know what that feels like. Um, and just like her energy is so vibrant that I'm just tickled that I get to interview her. So thank you so much for being on the show. Do you prefer Isabeau or, or Bo? You can call me Bo for short. And okay. thank you for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just excited to hear like, so I today consciously for the first time I channeled a message. Now I do a modality called body talk. So I'm used to like, connecting in and talking to the animal or the human and writing stuff down, but like it's for healing. It's not just for the sake of hearing a message. And so it was really new for me. And of course, it's just divinely time that I get to talk to you about it because you've been doing this for a while. And so I want to start out with um, how you first became aware of your connection to the non-physical world. That that's an interesting story. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it wasn't I wasn't always open. Well, mm -hmm. it's pretty straightforward there. Um, it was 32 years old is when it really opened up for me. Before that, I was a skeptic. I wasn't like trying to prove anything wrong, right? Mm -hmm. I just didn't religion, spirituality, it didn't have a role in my life, it didn't have any place in my life. Mm -hmm. I was a math major in college. To kind of give you a perspective. Yeah. My dad's a high school math teacher. I know what that is. <laughs> yes, exactly. If you mix that with the fact that I'm a Taurus and a type A, yeah, this intuition yeah. <laughs> was not where I thought I was going. But I was 32 and my grandmother had passed away. I was on the phone with, with I was on the phone in, with the hospice room when mm -hmm. she passed. So I was fortunate to be able to do that, but I wasn't able to be in, in the same location. Mm -hmm. And uh, shortly after she passed, it was the middle of the afternoon and I was standing in my living room trying to figure out what to do because I was very close to her. She was like my mom okay. and um, she showed up right in front of me, just popped in and it, she was like 70% solid. So wow. it wasn't even something that I could brush off. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was happening. And then she smiled and she winked at me and then she popped out. That's like the, the only words I can come up with. Wow. Yeah. And I was startled. I was frightened. I'll be, you know, I'll be honest about it. I was frightened. And, um, I, I instantly decided I love this cause it's so cute now, but I instantly decided I was hallucinating. Um, that's grief. That's absolutely just grief. Let's this stuff doesn't happen, you know, and that's how out of touch I was with spirituality and connection and things like this, because 
today, I now know so many people that have had visitations and things like that. I hadn't even heard of that before. So I really went from one end of the spectrum to the other. And I, I wanted to see her again. A couple of things came through that were like, you can't ignore this. Mm -hmm. So I kept exploring. I met a Tai Chi instructor and I was like, well, he'll know everything. (laughs) He's, he's the strangest person I know. (laughs) And, uh, he's such a sweetheart. Yeah. He dealt with me back then. It was really fun, but, um, he, sh- he taught me, you know, how to start tapping into my intuition. Yes and no questions and things like this. And it was really, really helpful. It was really helpful. And eventually I started reading for people and, and communicating with my grandmother more. It took a few months for me to really kind of anchor into that. But, yeah. you know, eventually I was able to get to where I am today. That's awesome. That is awesome because, like, I remember um, I've had four four close family members die and each one of them has visited me in different ways starting at 10 till my dad dying and he's scattered across the universe and I felt it um and he would like blip in and like oh yeah that's really cool and then blip out I'm like no 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 cut to- <laughs> like a little Come more back. but I I I dismissed it because I'm I'm a former historian so I was steeped in academia and yep. I can't I can't quantify it exactly that's the word that's it like diving into my heart like listening to that intuition like do I know something do I sense something do I feel something that I know is true and then my left brain is like I I want to know more I want to know more so I like divert it with quantum physics and like here go go play there go yeah leave me alone I'm gonna like that way you can understand what I'm doing and (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was, um, it was, it took a long time for me to step out of that. And so you'll get this, you'll understand this when I say my courage to test it out and, and try to find out if it's real or not. I totally approached it. Like I'm going to prove this is real or I'm going to prove, right. And here I am today going, yeah, proof is not in the equation when it comes to trusting source, but I wish I was like, this is what I'm going to do this. Uh Yeah. Uh And I, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, I, this was a humbling experience for me and it helped me to kind of, I I realized that we were all connected. That was something that I was completely disconnected. Yeah. It was completely um, taught to be concerned about what people think and appearance and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I had all that programming. Right. And so I'm really grateful today that I walked through intuitive development because it has released so much of that and life is just good now. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Cause that whole process of unwinding the programs and I'm sensing, I don't know, but it feels like you might be an East coaster or you were at some point. I was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was, I grew up in Minneapolis. Okay. Right. So it was still high paced, very city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I spent a couple of years, my mom decided we were going to live in some kitschy house out on the farm. I get it. So I, I had some, some time outside of it, but I would say about 17, 18 years. I was, I was a new Englander. Yeah. <laughs> And I left there back in 2017. So I got that, I got that New England drive. Yeah. 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 
I grew up in it. So you did, didn't you? I did. I I left in 2006. There we go. You it was like Connecticut, Maine, like yep. 1969 to 2006. I'm like, oh, that's that's a lot of programming, and like starting to unwind it. Yes. After my dad died, it was pretty much when I woke up, and like just that, and then I started like, oh shit, I don't know anything. Yeah, I started going down the path of opening myself up to my spiritual gifts. And it was it was tough to like, just realize that I was living my life for other people. And that like, I took on the expectations of others as mine. Mm -hmm. And and allowing myself to unwind from that to like, what is my soul calling? And that's completely different from what I thought it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Connecticut to Maine, I was right in New Hampshire. So yeah. A beautiful, yeah. absolutely stunning, amazing. But the programming is really deep there. It is. It is. It, it, there are huge. I, I love because I go back there all the time because my kids are now grown and they live there. And if you need help, someone oh, will help yeah, you. you definitely. you're never yeah you're not isolated or shy. there's so mm -hmm. many incredible things about new england mm -hmm. but i opened up intuitively in new england in new hampshire and <laughs> you know i remember going to uh the voting polls 12 years ago right oh. and the person that like ushered you to the the voting booth mm -hmm was one of my clients and she was like, she, she struggled. She was embarrassed that yeah. anyone would know that she knew me. And I was oh. like, okay, all right, I got it. Oh, you sweetheart. Yeah. And I, so I acted like she, you know, I didn't know, it. but, um, but it is very, um, very conservative and that's, you know, super kind. Right. Yeah. yeah. But weird is not in the equation. And I left New England 2017, I think, and I moved across the country to right. Portland, Oregon, because if you're going to go the opposite end of that, why not go all the way to Portland? We missed each and, other. Um, oh, yeah. Opposites <laughs> on complete. Well, because I, I was spent... in Portland until 2020. So, yeah. So, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, and exactly. Very different, about. very different flow. Uh, it was very easy for me to tap in. Mm -hmm. um, and then I spent two and a half years full time RVing across the country. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And so I got to be in all these little pockets of area. And that's, you know what? That's what started my online spiritual community because I'm like, it doesn't matter where you live there your peeps are out there mm -hmm. your 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 vibe is out there and mm -hmm. all, and that ended up you know just spreading and it's wonderful because it's a safe place no matter where you are yeah i love that and yeah. the fact that you know there's a i won't say anonymity but there's like a you can go on an online class and your family doesn't have to know about it yeah which yeah. you know i know when i when I was 10, I really wanted, like my grandfather, my best friend died and he visited me, sat on my bed for two nights and I didn't understand. And absolutely nobody in my little town had any way to help me to understand. Yep. And I was always looking for a mentor. Like, please, somebody show me how to pray so many, so how to like, you know, connect. And I didn't have anyone because it's small town, New England. And that was crazy stuff. And I had two family members that have been institutionalized for depression and mental breakdown. So like, I, no, not doing that route. Yep. Um, 
but they were they were very intuitive spiritual people too it was just a different time period and they didn't have the resources we have now so you know i'm grateful for the ones i've had I wish it could have started earlier um <laughs> it was a very very common feeling and yeah. yeah when i opened up i was in new england and uh, i was 2005 yeah and so when I first started getting the courage to tell people that I was a medium, most people that would say, Oh, what do you do? And I'd say, I'm a medium. Most people didn't know what that was back then. Yeah. So we've, we've gone through quite a learning curve. Yeah. You know, there's some things about television and pop culture that were really great, but then there's some things that are also blocking some people. So it's great that it said, Hey, look around the world and here's all these different things. And this is possible and you're not alone with it. Mm -hmm. But the other, but there is one piece of, of television and pop culture when it comes to intuitives, when it comes to psychics and mediums that I think has been a little bit harmful in that it portrays like the special factor is what I call it, that this person has the gifts mm -hmm. and and then you don't. So right. by highlighting it in that way, no, no one's at fault here. No one's done anything no. wrong, but by highlighting it that way, it inadvertently has made people think, well, I don't have that. You know, that's, I couldn't do that. And that's so far from the truth because right. we are, we, we all have a sixth sense. And if we didn't have internet and parents and school schedules and everything from birth, we would all be using our intuition fully. And so it's a matter of just tapping back into what's already there. Right. And that's, you know, when you mentioned media, I, I recently saw the second Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what I thought was really fascinating is meditation was bad. And opening your yeah. third eye was tragic. And I was like, yeah, no, 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 this is wrong. And the third eye doesn't look like that. But okay, I'm grateful that you brought this to awareness. You just kind of twisted the message a little bit. Because like when when I'm when I feel connected, you know, I'm I'm meditating and I feel that intuition, that connection to the divine that I am within. Um, that comes through so much more clearly than if I'm distracting myself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, I, here's the thing is I don't like, I love movies. I love movies. Like, I'm a huge movie fan. If I'm going to relax for a night, it's in front of Netflix. Like I am a huge fan of Star Wars, Star Trek, Matrix, like all of it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's the not having enough guidance around you mm -hmm. that when the movie is kind of giving you that inkling or that idea, instead of being just what the movie should be, which is entertainment. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm not talking about documentaries. I'm just talking about straight up movies. Right, right. Uh, because we're looking for something. Right. We're looking to understand what's happening to ourselves. And so if we see a hint of it in a fiction film or a fiction book, we might go, well, maybe. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that searching. It's just this is the time to have the messengers come out into the world and say, you have a direct connection. 
Mm-hmm. You are intuitive. There's no middleman. You can just directly do this. It's going to take some work and some understanding. And, you know, it's, 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 if you stopped using your taste buds for the majority of your life and then decided to start using them again, you know, you got to warm up to it again, but yeah. it's just, it, it's a matter of finding people in that you can create a circle with that you can you know, reach out to and say, has this happened to you? And there's nothing better than hearing somebody go, yep, that happened to me too. And then instantly you're not alone. The first time I had a dog come through me in a session, it was the personality of the dog um, and the excitement of somebody being able to understand him. Yeah. Like, no, I I can't write that fast. (laughs) Yeah, is down, and I'm like, okay, calm down. I just gotta like be patient with me, and it was all like, but it was like this flood of information. Yeah, um, because I was open as a receiver to bring. You know, I I don't I don't do anything other than I am the conduit through which something comes through. Yes, you know I mean, and and being open to that, I love I love watching animals integrate the sessions. It's like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Yes. But like, it's only because I'm open to it. Anyone mm-hmm. can do what I do. Anyone can do what you Any, do. Yeah. Anyway, everyone can do this. Right. It's a matter of, you know, and the taste buds is a good example. It's being yeah. raised in a culture that says you can't taste anything. Mm-hmm. And then when you do start tasting, how do you know what to do with it? Like right. everyone, I, I rarely meet someone that has never had any type of intuitive experience. Mm -hmm. Everyone's seen something out of the corner of their eye. Everyone has walked into a room and they knew something was wrong before they could see anything was wrong. Mm -hmm. We it's, it's wired within us Mm -hmm. and we come into this world as babies, very open intuitively. There's no blocks. Mm -hmm. Those little kiddos are talking to grandpa and grandpa's been gone for 10 years. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and then in our preteen years and our teen years, we get just nailed with personal programming, right? Mm-hmm. Just society, this society, that, and you know what? It's part of the human experience. So I'm actually not, I, I, it's really important. I try to share with people that the human experience we should embrace. Yeah. We shouldn't run from it. Mm-hmm. Right. I still want to have my like argument with this friend and then make up and then go have like, you know, ice cream, right? It's right. have your human experiences, right. but we we are told it's not real. We're told it's weird. We're already trying to figure out how to not be singled out and how to not be judged. And we're trained for that. So we steer away from things that involve what we perceive as a lot of judgment. And this is the cover that covers up the intuition. But the minute you uncover that, the minute you even start to uncover that, intuition starts to flow. And then you and then you know who's calling before they call. You know that you need to take an extra five minutes. You know these things and you can you can trust them. Yeah. Live, live outside of Mount Shasta for three years and you have absolutely no concern about what anybody thinks of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I don't think it weird, but like my friends that are living in Oregon where I'm staying, they're like, yeah, you're kind of weird. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like yeah. I am like just whatever. Cause like I got through the insecurities of being different by watching everyone in Shasta making me look normal. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's, I don't have that New England in me, but 
you know, having like, your community, having your people around you who love that about you. Yeah. And by the way, being exactly who you are, goofy, weird, all of that, all out loud is going to sort through your life in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have, um, so one of my life hurdles that I came in here with was my mom. She was a big hurdle. And a lot of people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, I was in my early 20s and I was starting to get these like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Right. And you always have a silver car and you always have this. And you. So I went and I bought a yellow car. And we're talking years ago before there was colorful cars everywhere. And she looked right at me and she said, I will not get in that car. And I remember having this <laughs> aha moment of like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, and I, I'm trying to say this with as much love, but it was one of my first aha moments of like, good, then that, then everywhere I drive, it'll be a little bit more peaceful, you know, and then you start finding your, your people. And sometimes it's, it's an online community sometimes to start. Right. Mm -hmm. But being all of your, your authentic self, Mm -hmm. following your intuition, all of that you give other people permission to as well, because just like you were sitting there going, Oh, I don't know if I can say this or do this. If you see someone else say it or do it, it does give you a little bit of courage Mm -hmm. that, okay. All right. It's why it is easy in certain areas, Austin, Texas, Portland, Oregon, places like that where creativity is flowing and just rich with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Minneapolis, same thing. Um, it's easier to be all of yourself, right? All of your fabulous creative self, because most people are, but if you're in a very, you know, um, conservative region, Mm -hmm. then, then it can be a little bit tougher, but you doing it gives other people also a little bit of bravery to be able to do it themselves. I remember the first time I went swimming out here, um, we moved to, from Maine to Washington state in 2007. Now that that's a culture shock. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a swimmer went in the swimming pool. Now in New England, when you get out of you know the shower, you're wrapped in a towel and you change yourself in the towel. And it it's this awkward dance of towel and clothes, at least until you get your underwear on and then you can like take the towel off. So like yeah. I mean I'm in this this pool area and women are just like drying themselves off and just stripping down and you know there's naked. They t- take the towel off and then, and then they get dressed and it's like so much easier and I'm like what a yeah. crazy idea. No, my God, to be like, simple. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, doing that in, in, in Maine or Connecticut, like, uh, you don't do that. Yeah. But here it's like, oh, well, it's just easier to just like get be naked and put your clothes on because then you don't have to deal with a towel. And it made so much sense, but it was like such a quantum leap of like, uh, oh, uh, that never occurred to me level of like simplicity because- yes. Exactly. It's, it's a, it's a spectrum of comfort and you have to find where you land on that. You have to, you have to honor it. And there are people who were raised in that environment who end up going over to new England and going, Oh, phew, I'm glad I actually feel more comfortable. Yeah. Not, not being naked. So everyone's got, the thing is, is that we, we all come down here, right? We choose our parents. We choose our location before we're born. And it doesn't always align with who our spirit is. And that is a challenge we have 
preset within ourselves to overcome. And in the act of overcoming that, that's where all of the human experience that we came down here to have happens. Now, on a rare occasion, somebody lands in the perfect spot. They're like, yep, this is it. My parents <laughs> rock. I love this culture. This is everything. And it's awesome. 99.8 of, of us. <laughs> that's not the case. Right. 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 And I have taught so many people at this point that I have seen them go in both directions. Yeah. Right. Like, like uh, someone that was raised completely off grid and everything else like that just really craved living in New York City and then thrived in the middle oh, of New York City. Wow. So, right. And we have people that eat hamburger and then there's on the other side of the globe there that cows are sacred. Right. We have to accept that there's all these little cool pockets mm -hmm. and all of us resonate with one of those, one or more of those pockets. Oh yeah. And it's up to you to find your way there. Mm -hmm. And that's the empowering piece. Well, for me, because I, I know I'm an old soul. Like I come to Oregon and I cry. Like I've lived here many, many yeah. lifetimes. I go to Orcas Island. I'm like, Oh, this feels like home. Why does this feel like home? I love this place. It's mm -hmm. so amazing. Then I go, you know, and pretty much every spot in Oregon that I've visited or lived in, I'm like, oh my God, I love this place so much. I don't know why, but I other other than the fact that I've lived in different parts of Oregon in different lifetimes. And so this particular state, and you know, Washington was part of Oregon. So like that whole that whole chunk of the yeah. United States that was, you know that like my heart just soars i draw mm -hmm. like hey artists i'm like how why do i paint the way native northwest native pacific islanders paint i don't understand this because i've been that you're and in the energy of it yeah, yeah you're affected by it yeah everyone has their their journey to find where they need to be. How do you know that you're not in, in that place that speaks to your soul? You're depressed. You don't have any like motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and this is a journey that almost all of us walk through at different levels. Some of us land in really difficult, difficult living situations. Uh, some of us land in what one would think is a super cushy, rich situation, and they have huge challenges just as emotionally. It, like some people who um, are born of, of they have anything and everything also struggle with trying to find out who they really are. So there's, it comes in all different angles. And I think the beauty is number one saying, um, am I in the right place for my soul? Yeah. And then number two, taking the time and the allowance for yourself to find your way there. That's really where the gold is in this experience here on earth. I agree. Had I known about the University of Oregon when I was 18, I would have been out here way, way earlier. <laughs> and I wouldn't go back east. So, <laughs> but that's me. Yeah, I, I completely hear that because like, you know, we're, we're in this, like aspects of Maine, I absolutely love my friends, lifelong friends, hands down, yeah. like I'm just their kids, my kids, you know, it's just that level of love. But the expansion for my soul of being in this lush amazingness of the Willamette Valley and feeling the ground and the trees and the rocks and the magic of the land um, mm -hmm. that 
makes me thrive. I understand like, and I'm ridiculously sensitive, so I can actually talk to trees and rocks and, and everybody can, but mm -hmm. I just have to hear, I happen to feel them very intensely. Yep. Um, I think the more we connect with the actual land and ground, mm -hmm. the more we'll be able to hear the resonance within ourselves. If yes. it's, if it's like aligned or if it's not aligned or if it's good for now on your path, you know, that, that whole level, like I was living in weed for three months. I felt a shift. Like in the last month, I felt a shift in the energy. I'm like, okay, I'm complete with that. Thankfully it's tough living here on Shasta. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where, so here's how I would approach it is we have three bodies and different cultures talk about these three bodies in different ways all over the globe. Mm -hmm. But the way that I line them up as simple as I can is we've got the physical body, which is like a vehicle. We have the spiritual body, which is our spirit. That's our soul. Mm -hmm. And that is the driver of the vehicle. That's the observer, mm -hmm. right? And then we have the programming body, which is our linear mind here on earth. My name is Bo. I'm 50 years old. This is what I do, right? That's not the spirit. My right. identity here is not like my spirit. It's my spirit is, is so those are the three bodies. Mm -hmm. And when those, when that vehicle, that, that physical body that the spirit is driving is put into the wrong town, it just doesn't run. Yeah. It just doesn't run. And we need to uh, take a little time to honor ourselves, to figure out where is our connection Mm -hmm. and try things that we haven't tried. I think that's a big part of it. Yep. Um, you know, like I said, some people, their car belongs in New York City mm -hmm. because they need to be on this really amazing team that's putting together this project that's going to bring this whole thing out into the world that's going to shift the globe, right? So there's like all these different approaches. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, when you're done with your job, what is your happy place? Mm -hmm. is it is it mother earth is it the desert is it the ocean is it um is it your shag carpet in the middle of your new york apartment right yeah we can find our true selves anywhere and as soon as we start to find those sources that feed us because i can hear you talking about oregon and the trees the thing that hit me the most when i moved to oregon were the trees I mean, I was just, I was instantly teared up, overwhelmed with just beautiful joy. They're big and majestic and incredible. And, and that was my moment where I was like, okay, <laughs> I found one of my happy places mm -hmm. and I still travel back there quite frequently. Um, but yeah, it's about finding that place that you can connect. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're, you're wandering. I mean, there's a wandering aimlessly perfect yeah. way to say it yep yeah, it is wandering like i remember when i when i started being a community gardener in um near oh what was the path it was in northwest it was off of lovejoy near the audubon society there's this little garden that you can't find if you don't know it there's a big huge like grandmother cedar that's what her name is yeah. grandmother cedar mm -hmm. and she was my guide just being present with her. And she's, I mean, I have 
I well, there. That's that's her. Like I don't I don't I don't have any problem with tattoos on other people. Don't really like them on me. I was guided to get this um, because of my connection with Cedars, and she is the reason. She's not the reason, but she's the one that woke me up to my connection with Cedars. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I get to bring energy between Orcus and Weed and Portland and all for all the Cedars. They like they use me as a conduit to bring information back and forth between them. That's one of my things, and I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I just feel it and I know it and I can tell because I can see how I feel how they light up when they see me. And I'm like, okay. All right. This is it. This is one of my things. Yeah. And it's just beautiful because like each one of us has that. We do. And we have it in so many different forms for different people. Yeah. For somebody, it's an elementary school teacher. Yeah. And, you know, their cedar are, are their kids that they lift up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's when you feel that calling and you feel that, that direction, and you feel these things that you started to become, that you start to become connected to, and that just feel like home. Mm -hmm. That's when you got to drive your vehicle toward them. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that is probably one of the scariest liberating things you can do. Terrifying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, the other, but, you know, I tell a lot of my students too, um, it's not the end goal, right? And we've heard this said in a lot of different motivational ways, but especially with intuition, I find this to be true, is that your intuition will start to open and you'll start to be able to use it on a regular basis when you are moving in the direction that you're supposed to, to go. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily when you've landed in the place and the spot and the balanced you know, if I could just meditate for an hour, or if I could let go of all these old triggers, or if I could, you know, or find the right meditation center, it's not the landing that, that opens the intuition. It's the act of moving toward right. your happy space right. that actually opens up your intuitive channel. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, I'm sitting here laughing cause it's inside. Cause I'm seeing this picture of this like cute old, like guy that's like up in your head. It's your intuition. And he's just like, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to take a nap. I mean, I don't know how much longer we're going to be here when she's ready to like start going in that direction. Wake me up. And then you turn to go in that direction and the guy goes, oh, okay, <clears throat> I'm up. All right. All right. Here we go. Ready? Take a left. Okay. Now go, now go straight and take a right. So it's almost like your spirit and your, your in source and guides and loved ones and your intuitive channel all kind of perk up mm -hmm. when you're heading in the direction that resonates with your life path in this lifetime. Right. Right. Oh yeah. I, I knew when I was little, I had a lot of gifts. And I yeah. wanted to be able to use them all. And so it's interesting because my life, like this is one of my joys. I do this um, because I love meeting people mm -hmm. and I love having these amazing conversations. And then I share them with my listeners. That is, that is a joy that I have. I also yes. love baking. I love cooking. Yeah. I love, cooking, I love hiking. I love writing. I like all, all these different aspects. I love helping animals like all these different things. So there's not just one facet of me. It's yes. like, what, what is the next thing that wants to come through me that brings me joy? Exactly. I had to stop myself because I'm, I'm, I'm in between places. So I'm like, my habit is to bake for Christmas. Mm -hmm. 
I actually caught myself reaching for the gluten-free stuff yesterday. I'm like, am I really going to have time to bake? No, I'm not really. So I'll get like a brownie mix that will satisfy the baking part. Cause I, but I'm not actually going to make cookies, which is like, I'm not making cookies, but that's, that's a program, right? Yeah, it's like, exactly. Yeah, there's cookies, but they have to be, be this sugar free, dairy free now, which is the whole thing. <laughs> that's gotta be this. Okay. That's, that's really cool for me. I just, mm, just gave me the gluten. Give me the, you know, I'm going to take the straight up sugar and the gluten and have a nice day uh, for me. Everyone's so different. You know, some people thrive and this is food is a great example. Mm -hmm. I'll get a lot of people that ask me like, how should I eat if I want to be intuitive? And uh, if you can find that right pattern for your energetic system, mm -hmm. not what your friend's doing or what somebody else said, but try a bunch of different things, you will energetically feel better or worse, mm -hmm. right? So some people actually feel better consuming animal products. Some people feel better not consuming animal products, you know, and there's also like your heart around it too. Like what's important to you. Um, everyone's so different with that. Yeah. I mean, um, mine changes like per day. Sometimes I'm like, or weeks I'll be plant-based and all of a sudden I'll need a filet mignon. I'm like, okay. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's just like whatever my body needs in that moment mm -hmm. and giving myself permission to hear it. How cool is that? Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's living in that space of, you know, I know it's dinner time and I know I should have a balanced meal or whatever, but those goldfish look great. And that's all I want. And, you know, I'm not promoting like eating. Oh, unhealthy. I did something like that last night. I was like, really? yeah. I'm going to eat this. Okay. I'm going to eat this tonight. Yeah. And then there's, then there's a day that you're like, I can't get enough food. Right. Like I need two bananas and, you know, double up on this. And, mm -hmm. and then there's days where you just don't feel like it. So right. following our instincts is something that's been lost mm -hmm. and knowing where to be, when to be, what to consume, what not to consume, what to, you know, how to spend our time is big. You know, I used to work in a very busy, 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 busy office structure, mm -hmm. right? And uh, that was that was back in the day. My, I now know what I was doing, but I didn't know I was doing it at the time. Is that when I would get overwhelmed, I would literally get out of my office chair and lay on my back on the ground and stare at the ceiling. And at the time, I told myself, "Oh, this is I'm looking at a different perspective, so it's giving me a break from the computer." But the truth is, that's how I disconnected and reconnected with myself. Mm -hmm. And so we have to listen to those things, which can be hard to do in a very organized society. I, I was doing this this summer. There were two beautiful lawns and parks down in Weed. And me and my two my two friends, uh, my sisters, um, I'd be like, okay, it's time to ground. And they'd yeah. be like, what? And I'd want to be there for like two, three hours. Cause it feels so good. And they're like, yeah, it's been 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, no, we just got here. <laughs> I don't want to go. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because like for me, that's my reset is like laying yes. on the ground for like, and watching clouds and, you know, like hours. I don't know why hours, but hours feels really good. And, yeah. and so when I get to do that, I am completely different. 
because yes. I'm completely reconnected and quiet and grounded and just present with the earth. Mm -hmm. And then I don't have this, the chatter that yeah. doesn't matter how long you meditate, you're still going to have chatter. Just Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I struggled with the end goal on that one. When I first opened up, I was like, Oh, I need to meditate in Lotus position with candles and silence in my head for 60 minutes. And then I will have achieved something. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you right now, Sophia, uh -huh. I still have not achieved that. Uh -huh. I still I haven't achieved that. And so the, the, the goal setting is great. Mm-hmm. But then coming back to where you are right now and what works intuitively for you in this moment. Right. And if that's three hours on the ground next to the cedar tree, that's three. That's exactly what you need. Right. So when we can take little steps in our lives, because I know I, I, you know, I know a lot of people are listening because I've had this too, where I've heard someone say this in the past and I've gone, oh, well, that's great for you. But for me, I got three kids. I got it. You know, and so, and, and you, we really right. have. Um, many times created a life that is a very high stress life. Mm -hmm. This is a very natural pattern. Mm -hmm. And the goal is not to completely change that life. The goal is to start today, taking one step toward adjusting that life. Right. Yeah. And okay. that's, that's the biggest thing that I learned because uh, I going all in, you just disappoint yourself over and over and over again. I know. Oh, I know. When I when I graduated, I see my grandma who's in memory care, ninety something, and I come home, Grandma. She still recognizes me, so that's a good thing. I said, Grandma, you know, I I don't know if you remember this, but I started college like fourteen years ago, and I finally have a PhD. And she's like, Okay, where are my grandkids? And I was like, <laughs> She's like, Okay, thanks for doing that. Now, if you could get on this other, yeah, thing. I was like, Oh wow, talk about like disconnect there because like her husband my grandfather wanted to be a doctor i didn't want to cut anyone open so i'm like okay what can i study long enough that i can handle get a phd history for some reason studying people living in different time periods not dates and battles um so i'm like okay i gained 100 pounds for this i i did it though i did it i actually tortured myself enough to actually get this goal that i want i thought my grandfather wanted me to have and she's like yeah where are my grandkids i'm like why did i just torture myself yeah yep why but that's what we do when we follow those programs instead of our intuition. Yeah. And and no one no one is sitting down with us when we're eight years old and saying, hey, you could have this great blissful life where you're happy and you follow your heart and your intuition, or you could listen to all of the training that's around you and dive into personal programming. There, This is not like a choice thing. This is a very was. natural part of being human. Is yeah, that you reach you reach that point where you look back and go, there is a choice, but we don't figure out the choice usually until later. Right, right. But it would be really cool to go into school rooms with eight-year-olds. Wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be awesome. Okay, here's the deal. I think that would make for very interesting parent-teacher conferences. Yeah. Um, you know, because yeah. I understand it. Wherever you land, there is a level of really needing to be able to adjust and, and work with and fit into that culture for the highest good of, you know, every everything involved. But mm -hmm. at some point, 
if you're one of those that have not followed the thing that really speaks to your soul, at some point you're going to feel it and you're going to know, I need to make some changes. Yep. I really need to make some changes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's when I turned 50 and I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I mean, I was doing things that I loved, but then yeah. I shifted. So I didn't love them anymore, which is yeah. all fine. Um, and that's when I was like, oh, I'll start doing body talk. I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn quantum physics through a healing modality. That sounds easy to no one ever. Exactly. But that's exactly. what my soul, that was my next step for my soul. That was the doctor I wanted to be, mm -hmm. but it didn't exist when I knew I was going to be a doctor. Yeah. So it was just divine timing for when I needed it. And everything else is beautiful because yeah, I wouldn't be doing a podcast if I hadn't been a voiceover talent. Exactly. So, like, I'm grateful because now I know the recording equipment and all the things and it's just magical. So, you know, there's nothing, there's no wrong steps. There's another thing too, is like, if it takes you a long time to figure out where you're going to be or what your, your life passion is, it's okay because every step is going to just enhance you in some way. There's no, Absolutely. Wrong there's no wrong steps. There's bad days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. But there's no, there's no wrong turns. Right. There's no wrong turns. There's things that we can look back on and wish. But if we can take steps in the right direction for our soul and then also carve out a couple times a year, just a reflection time mm -hmm. where we look back and we go, where was I and where, where am I today? That really helps center us into, okay, this is where we want to be, you know, and, and seeing it and finding avenues and being able to witness others living that it's not about doing it the way that they're doing it, but it's about giving yourself the permission yeah. to start moving in that direction for yourself as well intuitively. And, and at my root, at my core, my spirit is a goofy, goofy, goofy person. I mean, I am just like it. <laughs> animated, I think is the nice word that a lot of people use <laughs> if, I get, if I get too right. But I'm very, very goofy. And I remember being um, very restrained, very proper and very all of that. And I was at a Barnes and Noble and a gentleman walked up in a penguin costume with a book and an actual fish. This fish was like two feet long and then slapped it up on the counter and then did some silly dance. This was like before everyone was like on, you know, social media. There was this yeah. before smartphones. That's awesome. And I just watched him and he made the woman laugh and then he took the fish and then, you know, however it unfolded, I just remember walking to my car going, well, if he can express himself like that, I can too. Yeah. You know? And I love that. I'm glad that there's only particular people in my yellow car. This is going in the right direction. This is, <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And it's a journey. It is. But seeing there's a guy in Portland when I moved there who, um, who he had, he had this van and he had affixed brass statue heads to it. And then he yeah. wore a monkey suit and he'd drive around downtown and he'd stop at different places, get out, play music and dance. Yep. And that was his thing. And like, he did it to bring people joy. And I'm like, I love you for that. Because like, that's a thing. And there was a, the, 
the unicycle bagpipe playing guy yep. that he played Darth Vader for and we're a Darth Vader. I mean, it was a whole thing. And I watched him once. I'm like, okay, that takes a lot of coordination. You actually practiced that. That's <laughs> that's not like something you do whimsically. You can't ride a unicycle and play a bagpipe at the same time just for the fun of it. You actually practiced <laughs> that. That's a skill that you have. And I'm so impressed that you've actually channeled it into something that brings other people joy. Because mm -hmm. exactly. you know, I'm the only person I know that doesn't play like the normal bagpipe songs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is this is this is what it's all about. Yeah. This is what it's all about. And you know, I I cover some of this like stepping out of your comfort zone and into your spirit. I, I cover some of that in, you know, the courses that I teach. And I remember years ago, we would, we would do seasonal camping at this really big campground. Like we're talking 300 RVs, right? Nice. And, yeah. And the kids, oh, kids thrived. It was great. One weekend every summer was pirate weekend. Now I got a pirate thing. I do. Like, I just love the whole, and, and Disney pirate. Okay. Not like, you know, yeah. yeah. Not like current today pirate, right, right, um, right. but I was like pirate weekend. And we would set up these cannons that you could shoot water balloons. I would dress up from head to toe. I had a golf cart that I draped in brown tarps and I turned it into a little mini ship. Like it was the most fun weekend. And I remember taking a picture of me on that little mini ship with my water gun and I took a picture and I sent it to my current students uh -huh. who were going through that part of the course of like, go ahead and step out of your comfort zone. And I remember one of my students messaged me back right away. And she's like, way to set the bar, Bo. I'm trying to have courage to just pay it forward at a gas station and you're doing this. And I just laughed. I was like, I adore you. Oh, I so. that. That's so beautiful. Because you're it's, just it's about, that joy. It's, it's about having fun. Oh yeah. I remember going to the Oregon fair once and I, it was, it was like too soon from, from the, well, not too soon from the East coast, but you know, I still had more of the East coast in me than not. Yeah. And I'm seeing these women walk around with painted breasts and I'm like, not my comfort zone, but I really appreciate the innocence of allowing yourself to like hang out and paint your breasts. Um, it was just yeah. like, that's a little too not there yet. <laughs> not there yet. Not there yet. Now, but enjoyable. Oh yeah. But enjoyable. I mean, Portland has um, I think it was Portland, yeah. They have the the pumpkin races in the river where they hollow out yeah. giant pumpkins and dress up in costume and paddle down the river in a race. Like so <laughs> they have a mermaid all... weekend too. Exactly. It's and then yeah. I have I have a friend whose passion is uh bringing back to life very old paintings. Oh, I love that. Right? So while I'm going to sign up for the pumpkin race, mm -hmm. she's going to sit in a quiet room with classical music and bring a painting back to life. We have to start acknowledging that everyone's got their thing and mm -hmm. we got to allow people the space to find it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the cool part. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're such a joy. <laughs> well i'm glad you had me on i appreciate this i really appreciate you i just love the perspective you bring and the lightness you bring and the permission you're you're sharing with others to open themselves up to finding what makes them tick finding what makes them tick there it is yep
because we all have that spark, that divine spark. I mean, okay, we're all source, right? Yes. Sort of comes through us to experience different aspects of itself. Yeah. So we can't all be the same because that would be kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really boring. So like, okay, I get to do X, Y, and Z. You get to do double Z, Y, A, and mm -hmm. everybody gets their own things. So that's that that unification awareness with the totality of all mm -hmm. is the matter. Yeah. That's that's exactly what it is. And people say people will ask me the question, well, what about the person that's not going to open up spiritual or they're this or they're, you know, skeptic or they're against or it's a hate. I get it. You know how I process my own journey through that is to recognize and honor everyone has their role. Mm -hmm. And on a really bad day, the thing that helps me to say is because I might run into somebody who has a role here on earth that is so not in my vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the second I acknowledge that they are doing a very good job playing their role, mm -hmm. then I reset into understanding why we are all here. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Such a beautiful perspective shift because otherwise that judgment comes in and I mean, we all have, we all start out with, well, we all start out beautiful and innocent and divine, and then we get the judgment coming in yep. and the judgment's all about self because that's what we've been programmed with. And to try to like step back from that deep level of programming which is all tied up to separation and that whole illusion. Um, I'm not dismissing the judgment because that's a real thing for a lot of people to, to work through. But as you unwind those layers and you like give yourself permission to see the, the fun and the playfulness that others experience, then you can give yourself permission to love that aspect of yourself too. Exactly. Exactly. And even better when you start to see either joy or love in others and navigate toward those and away from those that are playing some of the darker roles, mm -hmm. then you find your people. Mm -hmm. And when you find your people, you can start to heal some of the wounds. You can start to unprogram some of the programming. You can start to move the needle away from, in some people's cases, very difficult situations. Yeah. Takes time. Just mm -hmm. got to love yourself through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Compassion is really big. I remember- a few years ago, I was like, how do I be more compassionate? Because I, you know, and, was, and I, I got, just be more compassionate. I'm like, that's not helpful. <laughs> just do this. Just, but, okay. but how? And they're like, you'll just like tune in, ask yourself, like ask yourself what, what would be more compassionate for myself in this moment? Like giving myself a hug or I don't know, grounding or crying and not judging myself for it or whatever it is. That's the yeah. more compassionate thing. And it's, it's within each moment. But like when you get that kind of like kind of snarky answer, it's because you're just being guided to go within. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I had a really wise man say to me once, you can feel the feelings. You just don't have to stay in them. Yep. And I was like, wow, did you give me permission to just get totally bent out of shape in traffic? And he was like, yeah, yeah. 
But at some point you got to realize you're not still in traffic. So, yeah. you know, allow it to move through. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I got it. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Cause like, who those feelings, they just want to be felt. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And I, I think that sometimes we can lose, um, sometimes it's, it's a balance. I'll say it this way. It's a balance between human and spiritual. If it was supposed to be all spiritual, we wouldn't be here. Right. So it's a balance between human and spiritual. And uh, I've had students over the years come to me and say, I don't know my intuition. Where is it? Where'd it go? I had it. I was using it and now it's gone. And my first question is what's going on in your human life? Yeah. Because are you going through a, a marriage, a divorce, a wedding, empty nest? Something's going on in your human life that the balance is tipped and you're very focused on the human. And you know what? That's okay. When your human life starts to calm back down again, you'll rebalance into spiritual. Same is true on the other side. If people get completely lost in spiritual and like lose, you know, like let go of all of the aspects of being human, that that's out of balance as well. So right. balanced spirituality is where we're going to reach the highest of highs and have the most ease in our lows. Yep. I concur. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I want to thank you so much for this amazing, beautiful, high vibrational, incredible content today. This was a beautiful, amazing conversation. It was a great conversation. Thank you. It's like this wrapped up my day perfectly. Ooh. I love this. Thank you. I do too. I do too. This was, it didn't even feel, I, I don't know. It just felt so easeful and so beautiful. And I'm just so grateful. Yes. Thank and you for having One more me. question. Yes. A really tough question. Okay. How do people find you? Oh, I do. I usually do a really good job at keeping everything on my website. So the sage method.com. Awesome. Yeah. And everything's really there. Uh, that's the easiest way to get started. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, my dear. Thank you for having me on. You're so grateful. I'm, I'm so grateful and you're so grateful and we're so grateful. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. And 